Some say it's a take two. That's no problem. Because it's the Tank and G show. Yeah, you know what it is. We talk about sports and today about by the fatherhood. Let's go. What's up, my beautiful people? It's your boy G. It's your boy Tanka. And we got a special guest, a big brother to me, a mentor, a San Mateo native, or some people might say a San Mateo legend, next to Brady. Next to Brady. It's your boy Nate. Yeah, bro. I should just leave after that intro. I don't even know what to do. Just drop the mic. Let's go. And that was today's episode. (laughs) Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Right on, bro. Thank you for taking time out of your... I know you're a very, very busy-ass person uh, taking time out of your busy-ass day, so we appreciate that. Today was bath night, guys, so you guys... uh, Yeah, I was definitely busy tonight. (laughs) But what's up, Nate? You know, it's been a while. What you been up to? How's life? You know, how's everything? Shit, man, you know, doing good, working hard, grinding. You know, I, I think uh, all of us are, are putting our heads down and trying to put in work, trying to get to the next level. And uh, Donkey can speak for me when I say that I'm I'm just that type of type of person. It's just always looking for the next level. So uh you know other than that taking care of uh my family taking care of myself and uh most importantly staying healthy but uh good to see you guys healthy as well right on we appreciate that bro so like um how long have you been a father now congrats on being a father and you know must be crazy yeah, man. Uh, it's been already a year. My boy just turned a year old in December. So I'm excited we hit that landmark. And, uh, you know, my wife and I, we just we congratulated ourselves because we kept another human being alive for a whole year. So, you know, that's a milestone. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, it's it's been great. It's been great to just be a part of uh, something greater than myself. What's, uh, what was little, little homie's name? His name is Oliver James. Oliver James Braun? Lebron? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I tried to fit that one in with Desi. She wasn't really feeling uh, that. But uh I call yeah, him OJ. OJ? OJ. Damn. <laughs> I, you fit. know what? I knew you guys bring that shit up. I'm <laughs> I told Desi too, I was like, look, this Pay attention to his initials. Anybody that was born in the nineties is is gonna catch it right away. So just just know that. <laughs> no, but uh, shout out Oliver, Oliver James, Oliver James. You know, hope in the future when you watch this, you're like, damn, damn, my dad was on the podcast <laughs> talking about me. <laughs> yeah, right. Currently, he's going to bed right now. So mom's putting him to bed. Damn. Well, anyways, bro, before we jump into more fatherhood talk, uh, what you think about the Super Bowl? I'm telling you, bro, the Niners, the Niners should have been in it one. And uh, had that been the Niners, would have tapped that ass. I just feel like it's one of those things that it exposed the Chiefs for who they really are. I don't think they're as good as we thought they were. I give them kudos for beating us in that last Super Bowl. But if we all remember... The only thing that kept them in that game was that deep ball to Tyreek Hill. And that was it. And if if he doesn't complete that pass on third and 15, 
we win that Super Bowl. So I give the Bucks props because they held Patrick Mahomes down. But man, it wasn't it was an ass whooping. Like it wasn't a, it wasn't even a game. Like I I was I just was just surprised. But you know, shout out to Tom Brady, San Mateo native, San Mateo legend. <laughs> yeah, I heard there's a new name for Tom Brady. Y'all hear that? Which one? Ariana Grande. Why? Seven rings. Oh, <laughs> 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 oh shit. You know, that's what I heard from the street. You know, <laughs> streets online. But she belongs know, to the streets. And she belongs to the streets. But you know, I saw Brady today, dude. I would have been gone like him, you know. I, I don't think I've ever seen Brady that faded, and he looked like he had a great time. Bro, they carried him, out, carried him out, <laughs> literally. I was like, "Holy shit, bro!" He was coming out the club. Oh <laughs> 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 uh, shit! No, but yeah, I mean, Super Bowl, like uh, he was mentioning. I mean, I still give props to Mahomes. You know that fool. He tried his best, you know, to carry that team, but. It's crazy that they didn't score a touchdown. Like Mahomes, the Chiefs, they only got three field goals. You know, never I would have never like said like, yeah, you know, the Chiefs aren't going to score a few uh, a touchdown on the Super Bowl game, never. So you know, you got to shout out to Brady, but also shout out to that Bugs D. You know, they got down. they laid the hammer, they yep. laid down. You know, Devin White. Some say he should have been the Super Bowl MVP. Well, obviously, you got to go with the quarterback. Yeah. I know. Just another reason to remember defense wins championships, FYI. Facts. For sure. We always ask everybody that when we talk about, like, football, uh, we we ask them this question. What do we do in the quarterback our quarterback situation at, with the Niners? Do we keep Jimmy or do we try to go somebody else? Uh, honestly, man, I I think I, – I like to think a level higher. As long as Kyle Shanahan is our coach – I don't care who sits behind center. Doesn't matter who's throwing the ball. He's going to make anybody good. I think what hurt us last year was that our we we couldn't we needed to throw the ball more often than we needed to because our defense was decimated. And uh and if but if I had to pick I would book, I would go with my boy Jimmy G. Just remember, homie took us to the Super Bowl not even a year ago. And when and he's played, he has played well, and we have won games. So I love all the options out there, but I feel like we're throwing him to the wayside too soon. And uh, I don't know if we're going to regret that. So we'll, we'll see. But uh, I think, like I said, our uh, our offense is too good to not uh, – and our coach is too good to care too much about who is behind center. But let me let me paint this beautiful picture <laughs> for you. You see the the red and gold. You see the four, the Sean Watson, with <laughs> Kyle Shanahan, with those weapons. Yeah, without Nick Bosa. I mean, I would say four first round picks. Maybe throw in. <laughs> would Would you guys give up Debo? Ah, uh, fuck! I don't know, dude. I guess quarterback is the yeah. most important position in I, in any sport. Look, you you give up you give up anybody except for Kittle and Bosa. Yeah. Outside of that, I don't think it really matters at that point. What about? I mean, I wouldn't give up Warner though. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. 
That's a good point. But yeah, anyone well, else? Armstead, Jimmy Ward, three first round picks. Take them. Yeah. Mullins, take them. <laughs> I'll drive them to to Texas. Take them. For real though, man. But we'll see. I'm just excited for this next football season. I think the Niners they stay healthy and we're we're back at it. So we'll see. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm excited too, and hopefully, you know, we can actually go to the games this year. Yeah, you know, it'll be pretty. I miss it. You know, last year I went to like five in the playoff game. Yeah, I went to all playoff games except the Super Bowl. But hopefully, I mean, hopefully, you know, things get better. But I mean, that's a little selfish of us yeah. thinking that far ahead. You know, just let's keep remaining safe, and you know, <laughs> if all we can do is watch from home, I enjoyed it. It was cool. So are, are, are you planning on getting vaccinated or not? I don't even get the flu shot, you know. Damn. So, and I, I never get sick, you know. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, Matt, yeah, better question. Ask him when's the last time you've been to the hospital or seen the doctor. For like something? <laughs> yeah. Shit. Your surgery, I mean, when but... I, yeah, when I fractured my ankle. The last time that was like three years ago, and he was debating that too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, <laughs> I thought you know I was like, well, my mom has Vic, she has La Virgen, Caldo de Res, and like I should be good. That should be good. Yeah, that should be good. <laughs> and like a Sprite, that's it. That's it. Nah, but I mean, I don't know. I mean, I've heard a lot of things about it. I mean, I, obviously, I would. I guess I would have to. I, I'm, I'm still not sure. Yeah. What about you guys? I think once it's like I I don't know if it's like a hundred percent like fucking like good mm-hmm. yet. So once it's like a hundred percent confirmed, like there's no like side effects or you, you can't fucking die from it or whatever, then yeah. So for now, I'm gonna just keep it cool. How about you, Nate? I mean, Nate, his perspective is a little different now because he, he has a kid. Yeah, he has to worry about. What would you say? Oh yeah, man. Well, it's easy. It's an easy decision for me. It's a yes. And on top of that, Desi is a nurse, so she has to get it. Oh, okay. Did she already get it or no? She got the first dose last month. She actually gets the second dose tomorrow. I heard, like, the shot, like, hella hurts. Is that true or no? No, I mean, she's her... I forget which one she's she's she got. I don't know if it was Pfizer or Moderna. I gotta ask her. But she said the first one was easy. She was a little sore, like her arm was a little sore after. Um, but that was about it. But she uh, she was talking to me because uh, a bunch of her coworkers went in to go get the second one on Monday, and they, like a shit ton of them called out off uh, off of work on Tuesday. So you know. I, maybe the second shot has a little bit more of an effect on people. I'm not sure, but she's getting it tomorrow and we'll see how, what happens then. But, uh, you know, I, I, with any vaccine, there's going to be, you know, like it's a flu shot. You're going to get, you might feel something, you might get a little, and again, I'm not, I'm not a scientist or a doctor, so I don't know what to prescribe or what the hell to recommend, but, you know, I, I think it's more of a, uh, at least if we're giving if we're giving it to all of our first responders shit we should take it ourselves yeah. you know what i'm saying <laughs> like if all of our doctors are taking that shit 
if it was if it was killing people or they was doing something then we'd be screwed because we'd be left with no doctors or right. nurses or firefighters or policemen so so is it, is it, i'd hope that that vaccine is not killing people yeah <laughs> well i mean i haven't heard anything recently but like that went viral right where that nurse like got it and yeah. then she like passed out and then, then but you know that's just one out of like I don't know how many yeah. people you know, so everyone's different. But yeah, I've heard like a lot of people that have taken it the second time, like they just feel like shit. Damn, like they, they just feel sick, and they they gotta take like a couple of days off. But yeah. then I think like you just feel better after. Right. But, All right. Well, you know, we'll see. Is, is it is is it available to the public yet, or not? I don't. How does that work? Like you, you have to like. Can a normal person just get it, or do you have to like? At least in California, they're doing it. They're doing like tiers in certain uh, groups of people. So it's like, uh, you know, essential workers and people over the, of a certain age are getting it first, which makes sense. Yeah. Uh, we want to protect the older, you know, folks, and we want to protect the people that are going out and having to be at work every single day in front of a bunch of people. And then eventually, it'll get down to like normal people like us where we're just, you know, kind of sitting at home waiting for this shit to get, get to us. But, uh, it sounds like we'll be able to get this this year, but, uh, we'll see, man. We'll see. Um, yeah. I hope I get, I mean, technically I'm a century, you know, I work at the bank. Yeah. So <laughs> I mean, I might be next and whatever yeah. tears. So I'll get, I'll let you guys know what's up. If yeah. I get it, yeah. <laughs> if I get it. Yeah, you guys need to uh, run another podcast on just the vaccine once you get it. <laughs> One second. <laughs> just, um, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll, hopefully I feel good to do it. But. Yeah. But, um, well, here, I mean, I, I got to, you know, let's start in A. I feel I got, like, a, a few things I'm interested. You know, I feel like this is a, a good topic, you know, especially yeah. for me and Jaime. We have no kids. We, we have no idea what <laughs> being a dad is. Yeah. You know the closest is like I said, I have a dog, but obviously that's. that's I mean, it's still it's rough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a, <laughs> a full time commitment too. But obviously, another life, especially you know, it's crazy. So Nate, like, walk us through like when you found out. Shit, Wait, I'm, I'm about to be a dad. Uh, where do babies come from? <laughs> <laughs> well, let me. <laughs> oh man well shoot when i first found out it was crazy i uh you know we we weren't even really trying you know but we were also not hiding it you know what i'm saying like we weren't we weren't purposely doing it but we weren't accidentally doing it so it's kind of a you know if it happens it happens and we're not too worried about it right right but uh it was a little bit uh i forget i I can't remember the exact day, but I came home from work and uh, Desi was sitting on the couch and she was just absolutely, she just looked like she saw a ghost. She had her feet crossed. She was like anxiously, you know, rocking back and forth. And I, I just stared. I was like, what the heck's wrong? And she didn't say a damn word. She just like pointed to the bathroom. And, um, and I, you know, me thinking the funniest, Desi's scared of spiders and shit. So maybe there was something in the, in the, in the bathroom that she was scared of. She just wanted me to check out. 
And when I flipped the, the lights to turn on the bathroom uh, lights, I uh, I saw a pregnancy test sitting on the counter. And I didn't even know what it read, but I knew what it meant. So I just started going juice and I picked it up and I was like, what does this mean? What does this mean? You know, because like, I don't... <laughs> I think she got me the one where you don't know what it is. You got to like read. It's like a cross means pregnancy and then that line doesn't or some, some shit like that. Right. Mm-hmm. There's ones these days that will tell you like they're more expensive. They'll tell you pregnant or not pregnant because it makes that shit easy for you. But yeah, man, I was just I was just thrilled. I was excited. I was she was kind of she I think she was waiting for my my reaction you know, but I, I was just, I was so excited for just everything that was to come. I was already thinking about, you know, what, it, what was it? What gender was it going to be? What are we going to call it? Uh, but yeah, man, it was, it was a great feeling. And, um, you know, it's one of those feelings that you just never forget. So. Bro, what was like the most like difficult thing you had to like deal with throughout? Like, well, I mean, Obviously, like Desi, like um, she had to deal with all like the hormones and everything. But like you being her partner, like what was like the most challenging thing for you? I think it was I mean, throughout the pregnancy, I think the hardest thing for, for her or for me to try to convince her was that I was going to be there no matter what. You know, I feel like it's a very vulnerable moment for a lot of girls that they get in that mode where they're like, something's growing in me. I know something's growing in me and I don't know how I'm going to do this, you know? And, you know, let's just be honest. And I'm, 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 I live in that world. There's like, there's a lot of deadbeat dads out there that end up not being there for their kids. And it's easy for them, right? Because they don't feel it. They don't have somebody coming out of their, their out of their body you know what i'm saying they don't feed it they don't nurture it and uh the same way a mother does so when uh so when you know the mom gets to a certain point where they get in their pregnancy all they really want to know is like are you going to be there are you going to be around are you there um and are you going to be able to support me in the way that i want you to support me so it was a it, it it's 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 a little it's a it's a game that's more emotional than anything else, but definitely one of the things that I experienced when she was pregnant. Yeah, I mean, would have saw you know would have saw you a Maury, and you know he resigned. You are the father <laughs> type of thing, right? <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, well, like <laughs> yeah, well, that's like a dad's worst nightmare. It's just like you, know, you just comes out and you're just like, what? Who is? <laughs> no, but yeah, I mean, whose baby is this? It ain't mine, boy. The fuck? Yeah, Me? You sure? <laughs> no, but yeah, I mean, what you were saying, I mean, so that's 100% true. And like, what kind of things like did you do to support her? Like, you were just there, anything she needed? Or like, walk us through, like, what, what were some things that, you know, you helped her through during the, I guess, what, nine months, right? Yeah. Yeah, man, it was, uh, well, I mean, in general, it was just helping her out with little things here and there, you know, like, um, like getting stuff prepared for the nursery, you know, picking out stuff for the kid, planning out what the, you know, what our plan was going to be when the kid, you know, 
got was born or when you know when she was getting ready to deliver it was the smaller things you know like just in an anticipation of when the kid was going to come into the world you know and i think you you have to think short term because if you try to think too long term you're going to overwhelm yourself with like what you know what school is he going to go to and what things do i want him to learn and what vegetables do i want to eat it's like don't that's that's probably just like another conversation for another day but um yeah man it's it's just small stuff so you know as a dad i think and you know it's kind of fun for a dad you know mom takes care of the kind of buying of things and cute outfits and um you know all the fun stuff for the nursery and then dad's putting it all together so it's like you know we moved when we moved into our new place you know i <clears throat> i i put up everything that's in his room right now you know painted the walls and did exactly the way my wife wanted it you know uh put together his crib put together beds put together furniture brought in furniture um you know organized it to the way she wanted it and uh and really, I think the the thing I wanted to give to her was, you know, she had a picture in her mind about what she wanted and I wanted to give it to her. And I think that that was probably the, the biggest thing that meant like what meant to her the most is to let that picture be alive so that when the baby came into this world, you know, he was going to or he or she was going to, you know, see exactly what mom wanted to see for uh, for them. So. Yeah, I mean, that's fucking crazy, bro. That's crazy. Uh, I mean, you, I, I didn't think about that. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I have no idea. To me, it's just, I, honestly, like, before I was like, all right, mom does basically everything. You just help clean just clean him up when he needs cleaning. Uh, he needs the bottle. Bottle, cool. If not, all right, I'm good. I'm going to go watch some football or soccer. I <laughs> <laughs> just play. <laughs> Man, out of nowhere, the uh, chocolate. on, bro. Liverpool's on. I gotta go. Yeah. Jermaine. He's a Liverpool fan. Nah. No wonder. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I mean, so like when this whole process, I mean, I'm going to keep it real. Like, you know, us as guys, I feel, or for me, for example, you know, if I found out I had a kid, you know, obviously we want the boy, right? Um, But Nate, did you have a preference or you were like, whatever? As long as it's healthy or what? As long as it's healthy or or deep down you're like, you know, I hope I get a little boy or I hope I get a little girl. I don't know, man. That, that that whole decision runs. It you know when you when you when you don't have a kid and you're not about to have a kid, you know you you talk your shit and you're just like oh, I want a girl or I want a boy and I, this is the reason why, right? Like everybody has their kind of preference, mm-hmm. but I, in the moment when you finally see that thing growing and when you go to the first um, sonogram and you see his little heartbeat, you just like you're you're just you're just praying. And hoping that doesn't matter what it is, just come out into this world healthy and in my arms. That's that's all that matters. But um, you know, I, I had my I had my uh, my bets. You know, we we all we you know I I had a fan, some family bets, and people were saying I deserve a girl, and other people were like you're gonna have a boy. And um, I don't know when in in my mind when I was thinking about like just siblings and having kids. Cause I do, I, I do plan on having more kids conclusion that I'm giving a foreshadowing to, but uh, you know, I always thought like a boy would be cool first because then he, he'd be able to take care of, you know, any girls that came after that, you know, cause uh, you know, I had, I had sisters and 
I loved uh, one of the things I love my sisters very much. And one of the things I did, you know, was like protecting them, you know, when especially against boys, you know, growing up, it was always like boys wanted to date my sisters, get to know my sisters. And, and I would always check them and just make sure that they knew they were what they were getting themselves into, you know. And I just feel like I wanted that, especially because I do want daughters. But having a boy first was definitely uh, more of a future thinking than like, oh, I want a boy over a girl. That's what's up. Um, fucking um, so Ollie's fucking the year. Um, what have you learned about him over the whole year? That he's an asshole, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know and it's funny it's not it's not their fault you know kids are kids are kids and and i think people don't realize it until they have kids you know they don't have the type of sympathy that we have for other people you know they don't have a um you know the ability to understand emotion and when someone's feeling sad or when someone's pissed off they just they just do and so you know for him right now, it's just crazy because he's like he's picking and choosing the food he wants to eat, doesn't want to wants to stay naked, never wants to get dressed, wants to be outside naked, never wants to put on shoes, just like just and he's making and that's just, you know, that's who he is. But yeah, man, he's a um, no uh, jokes aside. He's a uh, he's just got so much of, of uh, Desi and I and I think that's just you know, we expected that, but he's a, he, uh, he loves basketball. That's for sure. And I I think he gets that from his mom, but, uh, yeah, outside of that, he's just grown up to be a, uh, you know, a a sweet kid and, you know, but he can be a dick sometimes. That's for sure. (laughs) So like walk us through, um, before we jump into the other questions. So the day comes, right. He's, you, you you how did you find out that oh shit today's the day that he's gonna be born was it unexpected was it already planned like how do parents decide you know like oh i wanted my child to be born on this day right so i know some people do that oh, right. right did you do something like that or was it just like oh fuck like let's roll you know man i it was it was sort of planned but that shit's crazy man like I give it shout out to all OBs out there that are delivering babies and like predicting that shit. Cause half of them know what the hell they're talking about. So make sure you get a good one too. That's another thing. Before you start, sorry, out. my battery interrupt you. What's an OB? Uh, so I'm not really sure what the acronym is, yeah. but it's the, uh, it's someone, it's a doctor who's going to help you deliver the baby at okay. the end of the day. Okay. You guys can Google that shit because, again, I, I'm not a doctor, but I, I've i seen him plenty of times and I've paid him, so <laughs> I know so well. So it's OB, right? Just OMB? Just OB. Okay. OB? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, like, they, uh, they're the ones telling you at the beginning of the pregnancy, you know, when they first come in, they tell you, all right, so your, your baby's this size right now. We think that it's going to be delivered around this give or take and they give or take, you know, a couple of weeks. Um, for us though, what was happening and, and this is something where it's a little scary for a lot of parents is like your kid 
there's there's like a lot of variables that play into like you having your kid. It, one is how big your kid is. Mm-hmm. Two, how and the, scientifically how big your wife's vagina is, mm-hmm. and whether or not the doctor believes your wife can push out the kid. If your wife has every anticipation or every belief that she's going to go a, a C-section mm-hmm. and she's not going to even try to push the kid out, then, you know, the decision made, you can choose, pick and choose whenever you want, as long as the baby's fully baked. <laughs> but if you're trying to have this kid, <laughs> you're trying to have this kid naturally, that's where you have to really you have to trust your doctor and the doctor has to tell you exactly when he thinks you should be ready to go. Right. For us, Ollie was a big ass kid. And he's like, look, this kid's already pretty big and he's going to only get bigger. So my suggestion to you would be that we induce you, which inducing just means that they give you some, some stuff, like they give you a shot to get you like going mm-hmm. and get your, uh, I forget the scientific term, but it's just to get them going to actually start delivering the baby. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then, you know, from there they could probably determine within, you know, a couple of hours when you're actually going to have the kid. So, you know, for us, it was like, our doctor was like, look, we're going to have, as we get approach, your delivery date, we're going to meet more frequently. We're going to continue to check you. We're going to continue how dilated you are. We're going to continue to check how big your kid is. And at a certain point, we may just call it and say, tomorrow you're showing up to the hospital and you're having this baby. And that was kind of, it was, it was a little surprising, right? We kind of knew it was going to happen because our doctor was already on top of it, but it was just like, he, we came home from a doctor's appointment. He's, or we went to the doctor's appointment. He's like, look, you guys are going to go into the hospital tomorrow. You guys are going to get induced and she's probably, you guys are going to walk away this weekend with a baby. I was like, Oh shit. <laughs> no money back. guarantee. Well, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But yeah, man, that was, it was crazy. It was crazy. Even just knowing that the baby was coming, you know, cause then you're scrambling and like, I need this and I need, I, I'm going to bring this. I'm going to bring the, I'm going to bring all the bags and I got to get this and, and just trying to get everything ready for home. Cause it's, it's like, it's happening. So it's just a crazy moment for you. Like, and when the baby was finally born, do you remember exactly how you felt when you like saw, saw him and like held him for the first time? Oh, there's pictures of me. I'm crying. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and not tears of, of sadness, just to be clear, oh, yeah, but yeah. tears of, absolute joy man it's um it's it's to and here's here's the thing i'm gonna say this probably multiple times while we chat but it is so different the experiences for the father and the mother throughout the entire pregnancy moms have their own experience and i will take nothing away from them they are warriors in what they do throughout the entire process um so shout out to every mom but fathers, we experienced something completely different. And for me, the hardest part watching, you know, Desi and Ollie and watching, you know, Desi during the pregnancy is just like at any point there could be a complication at any point. And at any point I can either lose him or I can lose her or I can lose both. Fun. And that shit was the hardest thing for me was knowing that that entire time throughout, not only from the time he was ready 
to the time she actually pushed them out, like there could be a complication. And it's very slim, but you know, it, that's we. It's just the you know everybody plays this statistic game until it happens to you, right? <clears throat> and that's the that's that's what that that crying was about. That sigh of relief when I got to watch my kid come out cry for the first time breathe and then my wife to be breathing and living at the same time and for us to just share that moment I think that was just a sigh of relief for me because I uh as a dad you know that's your worst nightmare so it definitely was a uh, just weight off my shoulders and uh just glad that it was all over um and that I could walk away with you know my, my wife and my son yeah, I I didn't even think of that. You know that that's very interesting. Um, that that is all you know because I feel like we we've all seen like the pictures videos of the dad and mom crying together, but it's all like you know it's a nine month ride of like uncertainty and you know, I guess when you see the baby alive, everything's good. You're like you can breathe and you can be like, wow, you know, it's amazing. Like we did it together as a team. Yeah, man, and you can know like. I don't know. Uh, the other day, Desi Desi follows like uh, what's it? What's John Legend's wife's name? Is it Christy Teigen? Is that her name? Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah you're right. I forget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I think that's uh, her name. Yeah. She just she she had. I, I was just learning about her pregnancy, and she she had to she had to push out a, her dead son. Fuck. Like that's that is where. You know, it ha that's why I'm saying like it, ha it can happen to anybody. And even then, you know, like sometimes mothers like their kids die in them and they still have to push them out. Uh, so, you know, that 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 those are kind of stories that you read about when you're reading your books and doing your research about pregnancy as a dad. And that's your worst nightmare. So, you know, like I said, bless the moms, bless the kids that you know and bless the doctors who do what they do to bring you know bring us all to life and, and bring us to this world so so um damn that's crazy so did you do some research like uh before all this like did you like books online like what type of research did you do or like also i had <laughs> yeah. like another like did you ask people like maybe like your dad or your, your family or anybody else that already had a kid, like some tips or like, who did you seek guidance from? I was, uh, I was pretty humble about it. Mm -hmm. So I asked everyone, especially dads, you know, their experience and I try to get gauge it. And, um, and I also read a lot of books. Like I was reading books, like a madman, just trying to figure out like, all right, what do I do? How do I prep? How do I get ready? How do I understand what my, you know, my partner is going through? And uh, it was good. I mean, it was it was good for what it was. But I'm telling you, man, nothing could prepare you. No book. And our parents always say this shit to us. You know, I remember when I was young, my parents always used to say it's like, you know, there isn't a manual to be a parent. And I used to be like, well, there's books. And I was like, now I realize, yeah, the books ain't shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like they help you to a certain point. Right. And, and then you know, then it's all just, it, you just kind of wing it, you know, it's just feel, you feel out your kid, you feel out the vibe, you feel out like, you know, what happens to your marriage and to your relationship. It just, it, it changes and uh, it's, it's all happens in a blink of an eye. So 
you try to read as many books and you try to get as many uh, opinions and, and advice from people, but it's all unique to your kid and it's all unique to your relationship with your partner. Fuck, man. That's just, just like hell of information yeah, to digest. I'm, I'm writing tips. You know, <laughs> this, this is fatherhood 101 right now. You know, but for me, it's still like, who knows? I say another 10 years, but shit. I might get a call tomorrow, like, yo, you are the father. Like, yeah, it was that one girl from Pura. <laughs> cut that, cut, cut that, that, cut that. <laughs> nah, but um, another thing I wanted to ask too is like, you know, like, probably those nine months when you were like just thinking like like worst case best case but like what would you say is like what's one thing that surprised you that i was actually like pretty easy that you're like oh damn it's not that bad and then what's also one thing that you're like oh fuck like this is real like, it's hard yeah you know uh again i'm i'm gonna shout out my lovely wife uh and say that like what was surprisingly easy was just how, how quick the kid came out you know what I'm saying? From the time the doctor said they induced her uh, to the time that we were ready to have him, I think it was all within like maybe six hours. And even then when she actually started getting contractions and started feeling it, I mean, um, you know, again, when the doctor said, you know, okay, we're going to start pushing. I think we took no more than an hour. I think it was like 30 minutes that she just like pushed him out and he was, he was in the world. I was watching the Niner game actually while she, <laughs> while they, while he, we were, uh, he was getting pushed out, which is crazy. Which one? But it was the Niners versus the Rams. And, uh, it was a game. I think we won Saturday night, early. right? That one. Oh, yeah, I yeah. think so. It was a night game here. It was a night game. We, uh, Jimmy G threw it to Sanders yeah. over Jalen Ramsey. Shout out Jalen Ramsey. <laughs> yeah so uh but you know it happened so quickly and i was just surprised because like i had heard people have different stories and how long like i was i was hearing people you know people were in labor for days or you know 24 hours and i was just man i i was ready for war you know i mean so was desi you know we were we got we had ice chips and water and gatorade and shit we got we had the whole nine yards we were ready to just like duke it out like a gatorade commercial and just be ready like <laughs> but um it just happened so quickly we we're like oh shit all right we're here cool uh but uh yeah that was the one thing that surprised me and then the i guess the one thing that surprised me that was pretty challenging um i think it was just like Again, like watching Desi's body change and trying to like help her in like some of the pain and aches and things that she was going through, you know, and because uh, like literally like your sure body is shifting just just I think like I think Desi broke a rib carrying him because like he kicked her so hard that <laughs> yeah he fucked her up and like. <laughs> And that was, it was scary because, like, you know, again, you just, you're just like, oh my, you're, you're at that point, your wife is just so delicate. And, uh, you know, you're just trying to make sure she stays safe. But yeah, that was a challenge for me, you know, 
just trying to be like, okay, where do you, you know, you want me to rub your feet? You want me to rub your back? Sometimes she'd be like, don't rub me at all. I want you out of my face. Like, you know, and just trying to be around when she wanted me to be around and be away when she didn't want me to be around. It was just like, I think that was, you know, people talked about it, but you know, it's a real thing. And I just feel like husbands can't take that shit personally. They have to really understand that like you're, your partner's body is going through a massive overhaul and it's trying to support two, two hearts, you know, two living beings and that shit's no joke. So, um, you know, that, that was the one thing that I like, I kind of tripped out just trying to understand like just everything my Desi was going through. Like, oh yeah. That, yeah, that, I, I had you kind of answered another question I had, but yeah, that I think that's you know you hit it on the spot. You know, I feel like you gotta, like he said, not take it personal and yeah. just be aware that. I mean, we're not carrying anything. We're yeah. you know, like it's also stressful, you know, on the dad side, but it's not compared to what the mom's going through. You know, and what you said, you know, that's something I don't think about too. Two hearts, like that's yeah. crazy that you gotta take care of yourself in order to take care of you know someone that's gonna a person but yeah i mean you know i guess is that something you would like any new coming fathers just don't take shit personally and just you know kind of like just be there but also be aware that you might not be wanted there too yeah man i i think i mean if i had to just be advice for for fathers that are in anticipation of having their kid, like watching their wife go through the, you know, nine months of being pregnant, like treat your wife like a damn queen or a partner like a queen. Like she will remember that first of all, when it's all said and done, but you know, like that's, that's, I think that's the the biggest part is like, it's the small things. And, um, you know, you rubbing her feet or rubbing her back or, you know, getting her tea or, you know, whatever it is, or getting her Jack in the box at, you know, midnight because she's feeling the munchies, you know what I'm saying? Like whatever it is, you know, do it. And, um, I know, I know it's like a, I, I didn't believe it, but you know, I've heard like a lot of people talk about that. Like, uh, I forget the word for it, but like after like pregnancy, like a lot of some, not a lot, but I guess some, uh, women go through like depression and all that postpartum depression. Yeah. Right? yeah. Did, did Desi yeah. go through that or no? Yeah, man, it was hard. It was, I, I don't think she went through a full postpartum depression, but it's, you know, it is definitely a real thing and it's hard to put your finger on it. Right. With any type of depression, right? Like when someone's feeling depressed, even themselves, like they, they don't even really know if they're depressed mm-hmm. or not. It's just like a, really shitty feeling and um i think for desi the hardest part for her was again like getting to a certain point and realizing like how the hell am i going to be taking care how am i going to take care of this this baby you know um and it, it lasts for a couple of weeks right like you know desi was scared when she left the hospital you know because like the first couple of days when the baby's born you know you're getting help from the nurses and the nurses are kind of giving you advice and they're like hey like this is how you feed your kid this is what you do when your kid does this and and then they're like okay you got to go home and you're like shit can i get a nurse like to come <laughs> home with me and that's the point where it's like 
as a father, I mean, like you, you kind of let's just like make sure your baby get, gets on the boob when he's hungry um, or the bottle if, if that's the route you're going. But, you know, everything else is kind of up to the mom. And so, um, you know, when you're sleep deprived and you're in the thick of it and your baby's crying, and you're going through it like, yeah, you get depressed and you're you ask yourself, like, did I make it? Did I make a mistake? And I'm going through it. And can I do this? you really doubt yourself. Um, and again, that's the point at which I think as a father, and this is why, again, it's so important for a father to be part of this is to be, to really step up as the man of the household and to let your wife know, like, whatever goes down, we're going to get through it and I'm going to make sure of it. And, uh, yeah. So it's, it's just one of those things where you, you know, in, in any part of a pregnancy, there's going to be moments for the mom where she's going to step in and she's going to, you know, take ownership and she's going to take the wheel. And then there's going to be other parts where the dad's got to step in and it's not going to, you're not going to know, it's not going to be obvious. Sometimes it is, but other times it's not. And, but you know, when you're, you're going to, you're going to feel it. And that's when you really got to step up your game and be there for your family. Oh yeah. I mean, end of the day, you know, family's the most important thing. And, the man, you know, we're supposed to hold it down and, you know, but that's good. I mean, that it sounds like, you know, you held it down and, you know, it's crazy. This has really opened my eyes, you know, things that I haven't thought about, you know, honestly. <laughs> like, you know, I just think the kid comes, we cool, a couple diapers, you know, by a couple of years, we'll be playing soccer and we're all good. Yep. But, <laughs> but this, you know, like I said, this is crazy. And like I said, I feel like this is good, you know, get like for me, for for me, like I feel like I'm a couple years away, but it does put things a little bit in perspective and a little glimpse into what, what holds for the future. Yeah. Now for me, I, like I look how how I mean, honestly, I kind of like try to like not like uh, copy my the route that Nate's taken, but mm-hmm. I feel like in my eyes, he's done it the right way. You know, he went to school, graduated, got a job, got his own spot, and then. Uh, married and then he had a kid like that's what i want to do um so like having all this info it's just like fuck like when when that happens and if it doesn't go the way that i plan it then fuck it you know but having this advice it definitely helps out but yeah i think like how nate was saying like it may also happen unexpectedly but just remember i guess to just you know just like be ready and just be yeah. aware and you know don't put yourself down like if it happens you just gotta man up and do it because like it could happen yeah it could it happen could. And, it could. and you can't just be like i'm not ready you know oh, take right. it back you know it's your kid yeah so but obviously you know how nay i feel like like you were saying you mentioned his route was you know the typical route that i guess you would say yep. that you know we're built to try to be yeah but um, what else I got? I got, oh, perfect. Well, like, what was or what are some of your fears that you have every day for being a dad? Shit, that's a great question, man. That's it. I feel like it changes every day depending on what my kid's going through. I just, you know, I think it goes back to, like, how I was raised, right? Like, you know, short history lesson. You know, I didn't win the parent parent lot- lottery Mm-hmm. that you know, specifically a dad and so i uh i always fear that i'm 
I'm going to fall in his footsteps and that somehow my son is going to view me the same way that I viewed my dad. And that, that is probably my biggest fear. But I think in general, like, I think my biggest fear for my kid is just like letting him into the world and letting him actually see it, see the world for what it is, you know, like, right now kids and even kids up to a certain age they believe the world is just like a beautiful place which they should you know like i think their parents try to teach them like you know the beauty in the world and what a great place it can be but then you get to a certain age where you got to start teaching your kids like this is the ugly of the world like it's not all rainbows and butterflies and you know sunshine right yeah and so you know, my fear is when my kid gets to that certain, to that point, you know, how is he going to react to that? You know, how is he going to, is he going to, you know, uh, take in the darkness and really feed into, you know, someone shitty or is he going to really think about it and say like, I want nothing to do with this and I want to be everything good in this world, you know? And I hope that that as a father, for me, I've, I've raised my kids right to know right from wrong. And even when right and wrong seems like it, it, sometimes the decision is a little gray, like they make the decision that they follow their heart and they make the decision with their, you know, with their best judgment. Um, so I think that's the two things I really think about the most is, uh, you know, just making sure my kids are ready for all that. Like, and I mean, since we're already on the topic of fear, um, when COVID hit, like, how like were you like uh like around having people around you and your and your kid were you like not like you know don't be around you were just not like you know just be my family nobody else i don't know man you know i have a i have a different view on covid and i uh again i i don't want to speak for anyone nor do i want to be insensitive to what people have gone through cuz again people have gone through a lot but you know, for me, I think I was always very intrigued on knowing the statistics behind what was going on. You know, I wanted to understand who was getting it, how they were getting it, you know, how you know, what was the age group, you know, what were the survive, what was the survival rate, um, and I think we found that out pretty fast. It was like it was hitting older people, it was affecting them a lot more. They were dying more and more, like a higher rate. Versus someone like us who are young, healthy, hopefully, you know, with no pre-existing conditions and even my kid who's the healthiest he could possibly be, I've, I felt pretty comfortable. I mean, I was taking every precaution and, you know, doing everything that the, this, you know, the CDC and the government were telling us to do, right? Social distance, wash your hands, wear a mask, you know, if your kid touched some, something, but you know, the other thing I, I try to preach is that like, I don't want my kid to, you know, get, get the common cold in a couple of years and die from that shit. You know, yeah. like I got to get my kid exposed to shit and us using hand sanitizer and sanitizing things a hundred percent and not exposing them to germs. Like we did when we grew up as kids and getting chorro, yeah. you know, from like, <laughs> I don't know, touching right. something at school. <laughs> like we all grew up, and had to had to deal with it and it just made us stronger and that's what part part of having an immune system means and so you know like yeah i was scared but i also was like you know 
can my kid have like you know little COVID? It's just like you know, <laughs> just so he can be immune to that shit. Like Boy, just COVID nineteen junior. Yeah, <laughs> just not the not the bad not one, the bad but one, yeah. not the bad bad one. But you know, it's just like I said, like I was scared, but I was also you know, I I, I was respectful of what the government was telling us to do: stay at home, don't expand your group, don't try to do crazy shit, you know, yeah. don't go out. And so I did that to be responsible, not for me because I have a different perspective, but for the people that. I care about that. I care about people that could be impacted by this, right? You know, it was my friends' fathers and mothers and grandmothers and and other people that were potentially um, could be at harm. Yeah, I feel like I took the same approach. You know, like I said, I mean, I, I still have to go out and work. So, but you know, I try to minimize the going out. But I mean, sometimes I would go out. Yeah. But recently, like. I would. I'm just at home and at work. You know, I got my little gym set up here, so I don't even gotta go to the gym too. Fucking, uh, but yeah, that's the. So, do you, I don't know, like, what kind of advice? Like, what are your like biggest, like, I guess you could say, like, top five, like, do's and and don'ts. Uh, being a father, like a new father. Damn. I don't know if I could give a top five do's and don'ts, but I think, I think, um, I think that I can only speak again from like being a father. Right. And I can only speak about like what I've learned in a year. Right. But I think one thing that I have greatly appreciated and what one one of the pieces of advice that somebody gave to me was, um, you know, you're always going to love your children, but that doesn't necessarily mean you got to like them. And you got to let them know that very early. You know what I'm saying? And it's it's as simple as being like, look, I don't like your attitude right now. I love you to death and you mean the world to me. And that's never going to change. But if you're an asshole, you're an asshole. Like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to condone it. I'm not going to let you know that I love you because, or I like you because you're an asshole. Um, so, you know, that's one thing I take to heart and uh, uh, definitely a do for a lot of parents to, to, to try to instill in their family. Um, yeah. The other thing too, uh, I'd have to say is like, don't underestimate the power of a, of a, of like what it means to be a father in a, in a household. You know, like I think a lot of times, and again, no, to no discredit to mothers, mothers are the absolute greatest. I, I love all, all my baby mamas I only have one, but you know, the rest of them out there. <laughs> and, um, uh, but you know, as a father, I think sometimes we could take it for granted and we can we can underappreciate even ourselves. You know, when we see that we're not the ones feeding the baby and the baby's not coming to us because, you know, the baby loves mom more, you know, everyone's giving mom the credit and mom this and they're putting her on a pedestal and dad just kind of in the back burner and only really is kind of the grunt worker. Like, like you're not, you know, this isn't about shine. 
This isn't about pride. This isn't about, you know, your personal, you know, goal, like who you are, like, this is about your family now. And you have to realize that you like, you got to be unselfish in this moment. Like it's selfish for you to think that you deserve anything in this. Like you're a parent, like you're, you're relinquishing everything that you've ever had to give to your kid. And so I think uh, it's hard for me to kind of look at parents now and to, to think about a dad or a mom that could just walk away from their kids and just, just to think like, what, what would, what are they thinking? Like what would, what gets a parent to that point? And I know that's a whole other topic of conversation, but um, you know, what don't for me is really like, don't be, don't make it about you. Cause it's not, so I don't have five, but shit, I got, yeah. I got two. Those are two solid Those ones. Because, I mean, the first one, to be honest, you see a lot of parents nowadays not, like, really educating their kids really well. You see kids being hella disrespectful, talking back to their parents, yeah. and blah, blah, blah. And I think that start that stems from since they were, like, babies and, like, them growing up. And then second, we were saying about, um, you know, not making it about you and all that. Like, I really like um, how you... Like, um, I mean, I've, I've, from what I've seen, that uh, you guys, like, really switch off. Like, uh, if Desi wants to go do something, you stay home, you take care of the baby. If you need, if you want to go do something, you know, she does the same. So, I like, how, I, I really like that, like, uh, that teamwork that you guys have. And I think that, sh- that, that that's good for the baby, too. That they could see that yeah. they have two, like, uh, strong parents. And I like the thing he brought up, right, because... Um it is, it is about the family, and sometimes, d- depending, you know, if, let's say you're about your ego, right? And like he was mentioning, like, you know, because the mom's going to get all the credit. That's, yeah. that's given. But it's just you to just be like, you know, this isn't about me. This is about my family, and so what if, you know, I'm not getting the credit, you know? I'm doing this because it's my son, is my wife, is my daughter, you know, that's why I do it. And I'm not looking for validation. So. Yeah. That's another thing that I didn't think about, too, you know, because some people might feel that way, you know. They might be like, they might want to, like, I guess, get all the credit and love from the kid, too, because I'm pretty sure there's some parents that are very egotistical in that way, which make make them clash in the future. Yeah, yeah bro. Just to, just to wrap it, I got, I got one more, you know, like I said, I got a list. Yeah, no, I've seen that. <laughs> I got a, I guess... What is something that you're looking forward to in the future? You know, right now you're a year in, but let's say in the future, what's, what's you know, going to games or watching him play sports or what's something you're looking forward to? Yeah, man, I think it's all the, the above. I mean, I think it's small things, you know, here and there, like watching him play sports and like, I don't know, score a goal and shit. I think that's always great, but. I think what I'm most looking forward to is um, passing away watching my kids. I I think that one of the hardest things for a parent is to think about, like, every day. One of the things that you think about is, like, I want my kid to be here every single day for the rest of my days and I just look forward to my kids having kids 
and them having kids and them outliving me because, you know, this goes back to a little bit of a fear, but it is a fear of mine that, you know, something would ever happen. But I really look forward to like passing the baton to my kids, giving them everything that I possibly could have given them and then passing away with all of them surrounding me and, uh, and all of them there. So I look forward to that, man, because you know what the truth is, and I'm, I'm real with my shit. I'm not here forever. None of us are. So we got to start being thankful and gracious and, uh, and count our blessings and, and look forward to that, you know, make it, make it, make that ending graceful for all of us. Yeah. For sure, that shit was deep. Uh, I think deep. that I think that I, saw I, I didn't expect that yeah. one, but <laughs> I mean, that's pretty deep. And yeah, I mean, that's the whole idea, right? Of like the man passing on his last name. Yeah, it's kind of what he's he's talking about, you know. But instead of the last name being like um, morals, you know what what our parents have taught us, because I feel like we all carry a little bit of how we were, you know, raised. we're raised, and you know, obviously our parents got that from their parents who got them from their parents. So that's carrying that yeah. tradition, that last name, that the legacy, uh, the legacy. So, I mean, I, I wasn't expecting that, but shit, that's pretty deep. That's pretty cool too. Fucking deep. Fucking deep, bro. <laughs> but yeah, bro, we've been at it for an hour and I know you gotta, you gotta work know, and you gotta yeah. probably wake up early tomorrow. You know, uh, grandpa time. Yeah. I still gotta go play video games. <laughs> <laughs> I go go brush my teeth and uh, figure out my day for tomorrow. And get my kids' lunch ready. Yeah, you see, two <laughs> fucking uh, two different responsibilities. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, it, it was great, you know, talking to you again, Nate. Like I said, it's been a while, but you know, I feel like you've always been wiser. And, and we know when we're younger, you know, our freshman year, you know, I know Jaime he went under your wing, but you know, it it was great, you know. Learning from you, getting your advice back then, and now, now with this fatherhood, it's great. And I hope you know the best for you and your family. And hopefully, you know, next time we can have you live, and we can have like a Sonoma special and just talk about the the back in the days. Incorporated, incorporated. man. Well, guys, you know, I'm, I'm thankful for you guys to bring me on. I'm happy to chat anytime. And uh, yeah, you know, whatever knowledge I could drop, I definitely want to share and. It's uh, again, I, I just hope that if it's not you guys or anybody that's listening, that they just take, you know, what I what I say with a grain of salt, because, again, everything's different. It's all going to change the minute your kid comes in this world or the minute that you find out you're going to have a kid. So, again, just count your blessings, man. We're blessed to be here, blessed to uh, be alive, blessed to be working for those of us who are and again, blessed to have our families in our lives. So. For sure. Once again, man, thank you so much and uh, have a good night. We're, we're going to call it right here. Yeah. All right, guys. All right, man. All right, Take care. Yep. Take care. Doses. Doses.